Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 128 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please, do me a favor, subscribe in your favor, and please, leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. Boy, do we have some big ones. Just Dance 2022 came out last week, in addition to NHL 94 Rewind, Call of Duty Vanguard, and of course, Forza Horizon 5. The games coming out this week include Airborne Kingdom, Football Manager 2022, My Singing Monsters Playground, Jurassic World Evolution 2, Real Farm Premium Edition, Alchemist Simulator, Gun Kid 99, Epic Chef, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas The Definitive Edition, Treasures of the Aegean, Orcs Must Die 3 Cold as Eyes, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition, Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy The Definitive Edition, Gainug, Battlefield 2042, and Whiskey Mafia Leo's Family. It is game release season, ladies and gentlemen. We also got an update for some new games coming and or playable now on Xbox Game Pass. On PC, you can now play Minecraft Java and Bedrock Editions. On Cloud Console and PC, you can play Unpacking. On Cloud Console and PC, you can play It Takes Two. And on Cloud Console and PC, you can play Kill It With Fire. Available on November 9th, Football Manager 2022 on PC. And then available on November 9th as well, Football Manager 2022 Xbox Edition for Cloud Console and PC. November 9th, Forza Horizon 5, Cloud Console and PC. Grand Theft Auto the San Andreas the Definitive Edition on November 11th for console. And One Step from Eden, console and PC, November 11th. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number one, Halo Infinite Battle Pass, here's how it works. Eddie Makic at GameSpot writes, 343 Industries has announced some of the specifics surrounding Halo Infinite's Battle Pass, detailing how it works and what makes it unique compared to other free-to-play games. As detailed by IGN, Halo Infinite's Battle Passes never expire, though players can only have one active at a time, and they can switch between them at will. Season 1's Battle Pass is called Heroes of Reach, and it features new customization options inspired by Halo Reach. Halo Infinite's character models have armor cores, and this is the base of an armor on top of which various cosmetic items can be attached. Everyone is getting the MK7 armor core, and specific customization options like shoulder, helmet, visor, and knee pad gear is tied to that. Quote, do you want Emil's knives? You want Jorge's grenades? Mix and match how you want to create your own, or if you just like, no, I want to look exactly like Han, then you can do that, and for the first time you can look exactly like Cat with a prosthetic arm, end quote, the studio said. 343 worked with the nonprofit Limitless to make sure the prosthesis in Halo Infinite were authentic and respectful. In addition to customization options, there will be what's called death effects in the Halo Infinite Battle Pass that allow your character to go out in style. In terms of what the Battle Pass won't have, there are no dance moves. Quote, we feel that more traditional players would reject Master Chief flossing, end quote, 343 said. While Halo Infinite doesn't let your character dance, you can perform all manner of dance moves with Master Chief in Fortnite. Now, cosmetics in Halo Infinite Battle Pass can be unlocked by grinding through the Battle Pass or spending real money to purchase the items outright, though 343 did not announce any price points. Additionally, players can earn cosmetics for multiplayer by completing challenges in the campaign, but again, no specifics were provided. Halo Infinite also has weekly challenges, and everyone who completes all of them will receive a cosmetic award called a capstone. Go to IGN to get all the details on how Halo Infinite's Battle Pass works. Like the end of that story, if you want all the rundown of Halo Infinite's Battle Pass, go check out IGN's story. There's a lot to divulge, and all this does is just get me more excited for the game. I really do think they found something unique with the Battle Pass never expiring, and I fully expect others to rip this off in the future. Number 2. Bethesda confirms free Skyrim next-gen upgrade pricing for Anniversary Edition. 
Matt Wales at Eurogamer writes, Skyrim morphs into its latest form next week, the Skyrim Anniversary Edition to mark 10 years since the original's launch and ahead of its arrival on November 11th, Bethesda has shared pricing details alongside word on a free next-gen upgrade for Xbox Series X and S and PS5. As revealed at QuakeCon back then August, Skyrim's Anniversary Edition bundles together 2016 Skyrim Special Edition and all Creation Club content released at the time of the Anniversary Edition's launch, accounting to over 500 elements including quests, dungeons, bosses, weapons, and spells. Creation Club, for those unfamiliar, is the name given to Bethesda's curated pool of officially sanctioned mods, with each item available for purchase using premium currency credits in the Special Edition. Bethesda has now revealed the entirely standalone version of Skyrim Anniversary Edition will cost $49.99 when it comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC physically and digitally on November 11th. Owners of Skyrim Special Edition will be able to upgrade the Anniversary Edition for $19.99 at launch. The game that never dies, on everything from a smart fridge to the new shiny Xbox consoles, all the way back two generations to the 360. Still have never played more than 10 hours of this game, but I know a lot of people will be checking out this game, and at least it's nice to see that they'd put a little bit more into this special anniversary edition. Number three, id Software hiring staff for long-running iconic action FPS. Darren Moore at IGN writes, id Software currently has a number of job vacancies open at its Dallas offices where the studio is hoping to hire new staff members to work on the development of a quote, long-running iconic action FPS, end quote. The open positions can currently be found listed on ZeniMax's website, as well as stating that the developer is hiring staff to work on an already existing IP. A number of vacancy posts on the site may provide further clues as to what it might be. Listed under the job description for Skybox Artist, the studio says that it's looking for someone to join its existing team to provide, quote, triple A quality sci-fi and fantasy environmental vistas and skyboxes, end quote. While it has by no means confirmed what new franchise new staff will be working on, its reference to a sci-fi fantasy aesthetic could suggest that the studio is looking to begin developing on a new Doom entry. Alternatively, the gothic industrial look of Quake could also be considered within the realms of sci-fi and fantasy. I think for a lot of people, this is going to get many excited. For me, I've never played any of the Quake games. I know I watched them back in the day when I was a kid, and I haven't played the Doom franchise yet. I played about an hour of Doom 2016 and I really liked it, but for some reason just ran out of time. However, given all I've seen, I absolutely trust it, so I just can't wait to see what they're doing next, and we'll get it day one on Game Pass. Number 4, Marvel's Midnight Suns Delayed. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, Fraxis Games has announced its decision to delay Marvel's Midnight Suns launch window until the second half of 2022, to give them more time to make this the best game possible. Over on Twitter, creative director Jake Solomon and senior franchise producer Garth DeAngelis spoke on behalf of developer Firaxis Games, saying, quote, we decided to share that we've made the very tough decision to move our launch window to the second half of 2022. We know many fans were looking forward to playing the game originally next spring, and the decision did not come lightly. We decided to push our launch because we need to more time to make this the best game possible, end quote. The devs continue saying, quote, We believe in our creative vision for Marvel's Midnight Suns and want to do justice in delivering an unforgettable adventure set in the supernatural side of Marvel. And adding these extra months will be used to add more story, cinematics, and overall polish. End quote. Marvel's Midnight Suns charts the story of a new customizable hero known as the Hunter, who leads a team against Lilith, Mother of Demons. This is a game that I do have on my radar. I haven't played any of Firaxis's previous games with much depth, such as XCOM, but I had really enjoyed my time with Mario Rapids. I'm intrigued for a game like this. Obviously, I love Marvel, so this is a perfect combo. Hopefully, they can execute. Number 5. Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 Delayed Cat Bailey at IGN writes, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are being delayed, Activision Blizzard revealed amid today's earnings report. Activision Blizzard announced the delay in a slide titled, quote, Update on our pipeline, end quote, saying that while it still plans to, quote, deliver a substantial amount of content, end quote, next year, 
It is now, quote, planning for a later launch for Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 than originally envisioned, end quote. And in an SEC filing, Activision Blizzard confirmed that it was anticipating a financial uplift from the release of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 in 2022, but that is no longer the case after the delay. While Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 never received an official release window, it appears the company was targeting 2022, but now both titles are expected in 2023 or beyond. This is just an absolutely perplexing story from Activision and how they've managed specifically Overwatch 2. They stopped supporting the original Overwatch about a year and a half ago, and Overwatch was one of the biggest games out there. Still is. There's a whole league of esports dedicated to it. They stopped supporting it, they should have never made two, and just continued to build upon the first game. What a massive blunder, Activision, it is not their year for many, many heinous reasons. Number 6. Report Mafia 3 developer Hangar 13's new IP cancelled, cost $53 million. Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central writes, Developer Hangar 13's new IP, codenamed Vault, has been cancelled per a report from Bloomberg. Hangar 13 is the studio under Take-Two Interactive that previously worked on Mafia 3 and Mafia Definitive Edition. When Take-Two Interactive shared its financial results for Q2 2022, the company noted that an unannounced game was cancelled incurring a $53 million cost. This new IP was previously reported as being, quote, Cthulhu meets Saints Row, end quote. Bloomberg notes that it's currently unclear if there will be layoffs at the studio as a result of this cancellation. The game was reportedly in development since 2017. With issues arising due to project reboots and the pandemic, the next steps for the studio are reportedly being discussed later this week. What an absolute blunder from the team working on Mafia and Take-Two as a whole. Obviously, Take-Two is not starved for money. They roll in millions of dollars every month thanks to Grand Theft Auto V that just seems to never die. Now that is a little bit of hyperbole, but you get the point. It's going to be interesting to see if we get anything, videos, snippets, screenshots from this game in the years to come, which I'm sure we will. And it's going to be cool to see what the hell Cthulhu meets Saints Row even means. Number 7. Battlefield 2042 is getting a 10-hour trial for EA Play and Game Pass members. Robert Anderson at IGN writes, Battlefield 2042 will be getting a 10-hour trial for members of EA Play starting on November 12th. This will also include Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members on consoles alongside members of Game Pass PC and EA Play Pro on PC. The game had a fairly interesting open beta, sparking a lot of debate about what the current state of the shooter was. EA has tried to calm nerves by informing fans that the beta build was a few months old at least, but that doesn't mean that there still won't be concerns about the final product. So this trial might be a good opportunity for those to get a second chance at a first impression. The upcoming trial will be another feather in the cap for Xbox Game Pass users, since Game Pass already has an absolutely stacked November lineup with Forza Horizon 5, GTA San Andreas, and It Takes Two all coming to the service. I had to put this notice out there because I think I'm going to take advantage of this. I had Battlefield 2042 pre-ordered because I loved everything I saw. Then I got my hands on the beta, and man that did not seem polished. And currently with how I play video games, my time is so thin, I don't even know if I bought the game if I play more than 10 hours of multiplayer. I'm going to take advantage of this and you might want to think about it too, especially considering what the game ships in and how it plays. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is going to be a little bit of history lesson on the first, Forza Horizon, and the series a little bit as a whole, thanks to Wikipedia. Forza Horizon is a 2012 racing video game developed by Playground Games and published by Microsoft Studios for the 360, back on October 23, 2012. The game is the fifth installment of the Forza series, having spun off from the elder Forza Motorsport series. Taking place during the fictitious Horizon Festival, a street racing event set in the state of Colorado, the aim is to progress via winning races while also increasing the popularity level by performing stunts. Players can drive off-road in select areas while others are limited by guardrails or other means. Forza Horizon released to critical acclaim and has since spawned off into its own series. With four additional sequels to date, 
Forza Horizon 2 in 2014, Forza Horizon 3 in 2016, Forza Horizon 4 in 2018, and Forza Horizon 5 in 2021. Crazy to see how far this game has come since 2012, not even 9 years later. From everything I see about Forza Horizon 5, it looks absolutely gorgeous, it's receiving 10 out of 10s everywhere, I can't wait to play it. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I had just a little bit of time to play Guardians of the Galaxy some more. Absolutely loving that game. Go support it. It's endearing. It's fun. It's funny. I love the character interactions. Go play that game. When I get back, I'm going on a weekend trip. I'm leaving on Friday, so I'm recording this on Friday. I can't wait to get my hands on Forza Horizon 5. And I guess check out Call of Duty Vanguard since I did pre-order the game. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.